Hi, I'm Kaylin Davis, and today in our case study, we are looking over the case of John Benet Ramsey. Um, it is a huge case. It is one of the most infamous, probably second behind the O.J. Simpson case, and it was extremely influential in pop culture. Um, so, six-year-old beauty queen John Benet Ramsey was murdered on December 26, 1996, in her home in Boulder, Colorado. She was struck in the head with a blunt object and then strangled. Her family was actually highly suspected to be involved in some way. What had happened was her family had called the police after finding some sort of three-page ransom note on a spiral staircase in their home. But the authorities are actually not the first people they called, which was seen as very strange. Um, They called their close circle of family and friends and let a bunch of people in the house way before any authorities arrived at the scene. So a lot of evidence could have been tampered with. Um, They found her body in the basement of their home wrapped in a white blanket and she was lying on her back. She had a huge fracture in her skull, but what had actually killed her was asphyxiation from some sort of cord made out of a nylon cord and a broken paintbrush handle that was used to strangle her. The paintbrush handle was actually one of, believed to be one of Patsy's paintbrushes in the home, and the cord as well. The ransom note was really peculiar in the case because, first of all, it was three pages long. And later, when handwriting specialists analyzed this, they found over 200 similarities in Patsy Ramsey, her mother's handwriting, and the ransom note. So it's very very highly likely that she actually wrote the note. But we don't know as far as if she actually killed her Um, It could have been, people believe, because she was jealous of her daughter because she used to be in pageants as well, and John Bonet was actually becoming more successful than she was. People also believe that her brother, Burke Ramsey, may have killed her, and then her parents were covering up for him because he had already shown some signs of violence early on in his life, even though he was only nine. He had already done things like hit her, and they might have believed that She had eaten some of his pineapple that was lying on the counter in the kitchen. There was a dish of it, and it had his fingerprints on the dish. And they also found some pineapple in her esophagus during the autopsy. There are honestly a ton of people involved in this case. There are just so many um, suspects. And it's one of the first cases I've ever really heard of where there's been, like, at least eight subject suspects that, I mean, really could have done it. Like, any, any theory is really possible. So, um, there was the, there was a Santa Claus, a guy that was dressed as Santa Claus that had come, because this happened on December 26th, so Christmas was the day before, and they had let, like, some Santa Claus in the house and he spent some alone time with John Benet, and they feel like maybe he could have climbed through the window and killed her the next day. Um, there's the intruder theory where there were two men 
that came into the house and killed John Bernay. Or they were trying to kidnap her, but it went wrong and they ended up killing her. Um, there's also this man named Mr. Carr. He actually admitted to killing her like almost 10 years later, but it turned out to be false and he just like wanted attention or something like that. Um, mainly going back to the ransom note, I would really say that that is just the biggest piece of evidence that connects her parents to the crime. It just, it just didn't make any sense. Like they asked for $118,000, which was the exact amount that John Ramsey, her father was getting as his Christmas bonus. Um, they said not to call the police in the letter or call anybody for that matter. And obviously you would still call the police if you're her parents, but you wouldn't call all your friends because in this case, it's definitely someone that they knew. So you wouldn't call a bunch of people that you know that could possibly be, possibly be linked to the crime. Um, I would definitely say that this case is famous because it touches a lot of people's hearts because it was a six-year-old little girl who was very innocent and definitely didn't deserve this fate. Um, I also feel like it's just cold cases really just don't sit right with people because everyone always wants someone to blame for something as horrible as this. But with all the leads that they had, no one was ever convicted, unfortunately, of her murder. Her mother actually died in 2006, I think from cancer. So even if she did write that letter, it she died. So there's no way they could possibly convict her for it. I'm honestly surprised she wasn't convicted sooner. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of possible scenarios that could have happened in this case. Um, but I, I personally think that her parents definitely were involved. I think her mom wrote the note. Her, I think her mom either killed her. I really believed that the brother had killed her at one point. But there was just some DNA evidence that ruled him out, I think. But when her parents did interviews and all this stuff, they just didn't seem like like a grieving parent would who just found their six-year-old daughter murdered. They just seemed very detached, um, indifferent almost, almost more concerned about maintaining their innocence rather than that their daughter was dead. So I think it's a very open to interpretation case, and I think everyone has their own opinion on it. And hopefully one day maybe the truth will resurface, but for now it's a cold case but I really enjoyed learning about this case it was extremely interesting um, I've seen tabloids at almost every time I went to Walmart as a little kid I saw her face on magazines people magazine all kinds of things um, and I was thrilled that I got to do this case study over the case so that's all for today